I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our, our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special Surpass Community Podcast. I'm your host for today, Ben Brady. This episode features a recording of a presentation given at the SPAS conference earlier this year, uh, October 2020. This episode today features a recording of the presentation given by Romana Moss from WSET, the Wine and Spirit Education Trust. The full presentation is available at conference.sapas.com and we would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, so once you've listened to the podcast, please become a part of this past community by joining us for future digital events and subscribing to the mailing list at surpass.com slash signup. Finally, we would like to thank all of our contributors for the conference. It has been an absolutely amazing conference. We've had some wonderful feedback this year. Uh, In the interest of transparency, presentations are created independently by our speakers, and as such, the views expressed by speakers do not necessarily reflect those of BTL Group Limited or the Surpass team. So just to clarify, um, this is the audio taken from the original presentation at the conference. We've put it into podcast format because we know that a lot of you find this more accessible and have more chance to listen at home. If you do have any questions or would like to see slides, then again, they can be seen at conference.surpass.com. But I will now hand over to our speaker. Hello, everyone. My name's Romana Moss. I'm a project manager at WSCT, and I'm here today to talk to you about our journey to introduce computer-based testing that was ever so slightly hijacked by COVID-19. So who are WSCT? We are the world's largest global provider of wine, spirits, and sake qualifications. So we deliver across 800 approved program providers or course providers or centers, as you know them, in 70 countries across nine qualifications that we offer in 15 languages to over 100,000 candidates. So that's quite a lot of exams. And how we do it at the moment is paper. And, you know, why not? Paper works. So why we fix something that's broken? Because when I started um, in January 2019, I was informed that WSET had experienced double-digit growth in candidate numbers over the last 10 years which is great for us as a business, but not so good for our systems, which weren't built or established to cope with that volume. So the company started a project to introduce computer-based testing at our APPs on a bring-your-own-device basis for all of our Level 1 and Level 2 qualifications. And we chose our Level 1 and Level 2 qualifications initially because Level 1 consists of 30 MCQs that you have to answer in 45 minutes, And at level two is 45 questions that you have to answer in 60 minutes. And that's also MCQ. So not the most complicated in structure exams in the world, but the high volume that we deliver, we needed better systems. And we also needed to maintain quality across that. So what was our current process? So it'd be no surprise to any of you who have worked in education for any amount of time that a lot of our processes are slightly clunky and very manual labor intensive and could be better. So we have a central office in London where all our exam orders come in from our APPs via email. We have an exam order form which contains the logistical information around the exams. 
And then we also have a candidate registration form which contains all the candidate details. These are processed manually by the exams team into our rewards database. So we create the exam order with the exam details and then we look up each candidate individually to see if they have an existing record and have sat previous qualifications with us so we don't duplicate and create an additional candidate record. We also um, create a new candidate record if they haven't sat one for us. So you're thinking, I know 100,000 students, that's quite a lot of work. It is. We then have to print the exam papers, perform quality checks to make sure we've printed the, the right amount in the correct language, the right paper. We pack them all up. We courier them around the world using a secure service. They're then signed for on delivery. The exams are held. The APPs deliver our exams. They pack up the OMR sheets, the exam papers. They return them back to us. For our level one and level two, we then scan the OMR sheets and do a matching and verifying exercise to ensure the validity of the exam results. Where we have short written answers or longer answers, we then make up the packs that go out to our markers to be marked and then they return back to us. So some exam packs can make two or, two or three journeys before we actually issue a result. And then once we're certain of the results, we issue a grade list to our APPs. So as you can probably tell, we needed to change and CBT seemed the answer for us. So what we decided to do, and this is where we very much enter the chill element of my presentation, is we started to plan. And we decided to introduce computer-based testing initially across level one SARCA because this was the smallest volume qualification by candidate numbers that we had. So for example, for the academic year, which ran the 1st of August 2019 to the 31st of July 2020, we had 1,600 Level 1 Saki candidates across um, Level 1 Saki in all languages, which when you compare to 43,000 candidates at Level 2 Wine, there's quite a difference. So we wanted to learn our lessons and implement and establish good practice on a small scale and then ramp up. So we followed this blueprint. We had a plan, we had a name to introduce computer-based testing for Level 1 Sarkey. We populated all our questions into Surpass. We reviewed the items for on-screen delivery, making sure they still read okay, and that no adjustments needed to be made for paper. We then constructed our tests and test forms in Surpass, held internal pilots, drafted some more supporting communication for our candidates and for our APPs, and then we were planning to hold live pilots and then go live with Level 1 Sarkey via CBT. We held one level one Saki pilot um, and we held that at a APP in London. 21 candidates took part. Although most candidates said they'd supply their own devices, only 11 actually did use their own device on the day and we ended up prevent providing 10 devices. Some of the reasons we couldn't use devices would be that candidates, even though they were told not to, brought work laptops that didn't enable them to download Secure Client. And I should just mention here, we were planning to roll out CBT using Secure Client so that candidates could download their exam in advance into Secure Client, but not be able to access it until they got the pin from the invigilator on the day. And this meant that when candidates are taking exams at APPs, they're not dependent on internet um, strength or Wi-Fi signal. So we removed that variable from our exam delivery. Some candidates didn't want to download Secure Client onto their device because they borrowed friends' devices. Um, so that was quite interesting that we'd assumed people would just have devices to take their exam on. 
The exam on a whole started 20 minutes late because we were double checking everything, making sure everything was OK. I was on site to help and I'm sure I was a bit more of a hindrance and caused most of that delay rather than letting the invigilators get on with their job. Um, we had three issues with questions on iPads. This is because for our level one sake exam, one of our, a couple of our questions are what do these symbols mean? And because the secure client app on iPad is written for English only, the Japanese characters didn't display. Um, our qualification team dealt with that post exam so we could give the students an exam result. But what we've done is we've decided instead of including the Japanese characters as text, we include them as media so that they display properly as pictures and candidates can take their exam. On a whole, candidates like the pass, they could see exactly why WSCT was going down this route of introducing it, which was really encouraging, introducing such a big change to have positive feedback where we weren't expecting it, such as the reason behind the change. And the candidates especially liked that they got their results the next day. So we held this pilot on the 17th of February with pilots planned in Paris and Amsterdam. And then I'm pretty sure you can gather what happened. Lockdown hit. So not only was our offices shut, our exams team couldn't get in to print exam papers and send them out, but also our APPs couldn't hold classroom courses and exams anymore. So this is when we get to the pop element of my presentation. And I'm going to read this word for word because I'm not that good with physics. Oh, and I should also stress, I've only done my level wine qualifications. I'm not a wine expert either. So, um, but I do know how in to introduce computer-based testing. Um, so please don't ask me any tricky wine questions, but I can give you a colleague who can answer them for you. So when you're popping a champagne cork, the carbon dioxide produces internal pressure that pushes on the cork. Normally this internal pressure exerts an outward force on the cork that is balanced by a frictional force between the cork and the walls of the bottle, and maybe a force from the cork net on the top of it. However, once the cork starts moving, it transitions from static friction to kinetic friction with a lower value such that the forces are no longer balanced. The cork then accelerates and shoots out of the bottle. So what does this mean? This means for us that the cork is RI exams. And you might think I've used a loose metaphor between my projects and the industry I work in to make a point, and you would be quite right. It's a bit cheesy, but I think it works. So in the picture that we've shown there, if we imagine the cork is our exams and the bottle of champagne which is lying nicely cooling in the fridge, waiting to be opened, this is our chill stage. And the carbon dioxide that exists inside that bottle is our transformational portfolio that we have going at the moment, because as well as introducing computer-based testing, we're also implementing a new CRM, a new LMS, a new website, um, a self-service portal, you know, where it's really a digital transformation. Then all of a sudden, someone picks up the bottle quite violently and starts to remove the cap and the foil. And the pressure from the friction force inside the bottle, our reason for change starts to grow. And COVID became the catalyst for the static pressure of plan change to become the kinetic energy for force change and pop, RI exams at WSCT came to be. So using the blueprint that worked quite well for level one Saki, we followed the same journey to introduce RI, only this time on a much shorter timescale. So on the 16th of March, I was asked to draft a business case to introduce RI, which I did. We then signed contracts with BTL to introduce, um, to honour the provision of RI provision. And we signed that on the 6th of April. And then we held our first pilot exam on the 24th of April, just five weeks. It was a lot of hard work but we got there and I do like a challenge. 
So how does RI work for us? So we've just got a rough timeline here, but RI for us is a candidate sitting their exam in their home or wherever they were on lockdown. They need a laptop or a PC and a secondary device that they connect via an app that they place at their side so we can see them taking their exam to be sure that our exam conditions are being met. They take their exam via the pass, they're recorded via their webcam, their desktop's also recorded and their secondary device records them taking the exam. So our QA team were quite happy that as long as there were no infringements on our condi exam conditions, that the results could stand. So what we, do, what we do is 15 days before an exam is due to take place, we ask our APPs to give us their exam order and candidate registration form. If they give us more time, that's great, but we can't do anything less than uh, 15 days. Candidates then get a system check email, which takes them through the setup process they'll go through for the RI exam, such as taking a picture, them holding their ID up so we can do an ID check before we validate the exam results. They check their speakers, they check their microphone, they check their broadband speak, they go through the process with their secondary device of scanning around their laptop or their PC, the four corners of their room, ceiling scan, floor scan, it takes them through everything. And it lets the candidates know if they are able to sit an RI exam. They might not be able to use the screen sharing technology, for example, due to restrictions where they're taking their exam. But we give the candidates time to tell the APP that they can or can't take their exam. We then ask APPs to cancel the exam with us with seven days notice so that we give ourselves a couple of days notice to notify BTL if we need to cancel an exam. Three days before the exam, candidates get an email with a link to start their exam. But if they click on start now, they'll only be able to sit the exam at the date and time that it's been scheduled for in surpass. So if they try and access it, access it early, they won't be able to. Then the exam happens. We have the results in surpass straight away or the next day. And then we go through an internal process to review the videos and to be sure that our exam conditions have been set, um, have been met and the exam can be verified. And I'll talk to you a bit about that process now because that's an area of work that really took us by surprise. I'll just mention here another area of work that really did take us by surprise was the support needed. There were so many variables we had to try and work with, such as um, candidate devices, candidate age, candidate operating systems, um, internet strength, Wi-Fi availability. And we had to provide support to our APPs across all of those entities at the same time as introducing this brand new delivery method. So it was quite challenging. We learned a lot. We worked very hard, but we got there. So I'm just going to talk to you about the review process because it sounds simple. Oh, you watch somebody take an exam online and then you say if the conditions were met, like tick. Yep, they've met the conditions. Oh, no, they had a textbook on the table. They haven't. It's not quite as easy as that. So we have no systems to accommodate the management of RI exams. We have our awards database to manage the exams, but nothing for the review side. So we created this tracker. It's a glorified Excel spreadsheet, but it's very beautiful. Um, and someone from the exams teams populates this tracker with every exam registration for an RI exam. We then have a review file sent to us once or twice a week from BTL that contains an exam status, such as amber, red or green, Green means that it's been reviewed by an invigilator at BTL and no issues have occurred and they believe the exam conditions have been met. Amber means it's a possible violation and BTL would like to refer this video to our attention. And red means that a definite violation has occurred, such as a candidate leaving the exam room or 
uh, quirk we have is no wine bottles, no maps anywhere near the um, exam because that could be an answer to a question. And so these are reviewed. Each one is reviewed individually. We quickly gained confidence in the invigilation standards of BTL to the exam videos, and we were able to move to a sampling method of only reviewing 20% of green videos. However, we still review 100% of amber and red videos, which has put quite a strain on our QA team, um, particularly because the world's starting to wake up a bit and we have been able to deliver our exams, our paper-based exams as normal. So it's created additional workload there and we cannot compromise on the integrity of our exams. So there are no shortcuts to be taken. We also then put a pass or fail status next to all amber and red videos. And this is a manual lookup into pass because I know you're crying out for APIs, so are we, but our systems just aren't there yet. And then when a whole cohort, everyone in a cohort of ex candidates has a status, we can release the results. And this has added a bit of time onto how long it takes us to process our results and again has caused a drain on resource. So how, how is RI working for us? It is working. We have delivered 8,000 plus RI exams so far with our biggest exam delivery in America and the UK, but our operational teams are feeling it and we are suffering a bit with post-implementation growing pains that we are trying to resolve. We are trying to get um, a good fit for our resource issues and we've got so many new deliverables coming along like the CRM, CBT. We want to make sure that we're not just finding a solution for now but finding a solution that will support our digital assessment delivery longer term. So how are we going to do this? And this is the poor element of the presentation where we have control. We can control that poor. So what are we going to do? We're going to try and reduce the number of variables we have to support. I spoke before about the devices that candidates take and how varying they are. We're going to ensure that we can support this, that we've got people on the ground to answer queries, be available for exams taking place maybe in China which or, or Australia or California. And we also need to control the delivery. No big bang for us for CBT. And what have the key learnings been? that we need to have robust communications and policies in place. And this won't be the first time you've heard this said about RI or CBT. If you've gone to any of the talks across e-assessment, um, oh, what other ones have we gone to? Oh, I can't remember, lots of learning conferences out there, but they all mentioned about RI, about communication being key. And it really is. At the beginning, we were constantly revising and updating ours to make sure we could better support our APPs and policies something to think about. If a candidate's done everything they're supposed to, we've done everything we're supposed to, Proctor exam have done everything they're supposed to, BTL have done everything they're supposed to, but a candidate still can't take that exam. Who pays for that reset? That's an interesting one. Um, and our head of QA gave the advice of deviate from existing policy as little as possible. And we've been taking that mantra forward with us where we go. We also need to make sure that we're adequately planning for BAU, something we didn't have the advantage of when it came to RI exams because we delivered in such a short space of time. That's something we're making sure we're doing now, looking at what's this going to look like when we deliver? How are we going to support this? And then that goes into the resource analysis and projections. Who's going to support this? Is the current resource? No, if not, what does it need to look like? Do we have anyone internal? Do we need to recruit externally? Have we got the budget for it? All those questions, but more importantly, do it in realistic timeframes. So you've got time to have talks about all the three preceding points and make sure that you're going at the right pace for your business at that point in time. Um, I think I've gone a bit over. 
Sorry about that. Um, that's all from me. And I don't know who this man is in the picture, but I just thought it was glorious. So there we are with our champagne, pouring it all over our APPs. And I love Christmas. It's almost October, getting into Christmas time. What's better than a champagne fountain at Christmas? So thank you very much. And I'd be happy to take any questions. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.